Welcome to episode 60 and Not Politically Correct. What is going down? It's the homie TS, a.k.a. C-Nova. You know I gotcha. A.k.a. Hankahook, a.k.a. Mexican Raiden, a.k.a. E.T.E. And you can find me on Twitter at C-Nova-K-P-Z. McCoy. <clears throat> it's your boy, Rick McCoy, a.k.a. Mr. What to Do, a.k.a. Young Splash God, a.k.a. No Cap Charlie, a.k.a. Smooth Job Johnny, a.k.a. Doped Up Dandy, a.k.a. Hallway Jones, because... Your the bitch might make me a ringtone! That way. Uh, you can find me on uh, uh, Snapchat and at Rumacoy Rebel, and then on Twitter and Instagram, rarely at Rumacoy KPZ. I'm Cody, and you can find me at CD Record. On everything. Better now. <laughs> Better now. You're not even going to introduce him to Cody Tarantino? Right. Just because you guys said that, I look like. Logic? Logic? Ooh, that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even go with it. Damn it, Bobby. Okay. <laughs> Russ the Barman, aka Teddy Russ, aka Smooth Fingers, aka Gentleman R, aka King Universal, aka School Words Q, aka <laughs> the Progenitor, aka Pause. Russ the Bus. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Snapchat, the chattiest of snaps, at that is Snapchat. ECKZ underscore R-O-Y-D-E-T. That's X-rated. And on uh, IG at Candid Computer, D-C-A-N-D-I-D underscore C-U-P-I-D-I-T-Y. I-D-I-T-Y. I-D-I-T-Y. That's pretty it. <laughs> I love that. Oh, so just some. Uh... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before you do that. What's one of your AKs? Pro- progenitor? The progenitor. Pro- wait, what? Progenitor. Progenitor. Sounds like an LGBTQ. What is a progenitor? It means the beginning, the first. Huh? It means the beginning. The That's first. actually a word? Yeah. But you're the second. Yeah, but I'm the first. But you're the junior. <laughs> but you're the second. Can you the use first. that in a sentence? Yes. As the progenitor of my race or the progenitor of my class uh, or the progenitor of. Yeah, it just means the first of the first one. Progenitor. Yeah. Okay. Here's well, a sentence. Fact. Progenitor means the beginning or the first. <laughs> Man, right? The last couple weeks, I was like, why is he calling himself a progenitor? Is it because he cleans shit up? Like, it, when did he get this it's, nickname? He's saying projector. Because I'm Mr. Clean. I know he's pro something, but what is it? Well, the first time Progenitals? He said it, I, I he said it. <laughs> I wish we could have skipped that episode of that church. <laughs> The word is progenitor. Cause your bitch might be a progenitor. Progenitors. <laughs> Cause your ring turn might gen the pro. Oh shit! Oh my god! So, just to let you guys know, we appreciate anybody that really fucks with us, is really rocking with us, is really paying attention to this podcast. So we want to give some shout outs. Shout out to all of our listeners in California. Um, that's Mountain View really is fucking with us right now. Shout out to our top listeners that interact with us on the daily too. Yeah. Right here from home, like Charles in charge, my my man Donovan, uh, Joe K. Also shout out to Joe K's podcast, Play That Rock and Roll. Find him in all the same places you can find us, which I will tell you about in a second. And please, 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 when you find us on SoundCloud in particular, leave a comment. But you can find us on SoundCloud iTunes, podcast app, uh, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, and not politically not politically correct podcast. 
Also, find us on Facebook at Not Politically Correct Podcast. Like our Facebook page at NPC Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Not PC Podcast. We out here and we fuck with you for fucking with us. You dig? Ooh, that's all. Chicka, 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 chicka. Sports. 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 Well, the Bucks are uh, the fastest team in NBA history to clinch the playoffs. Still in February and uh, reached, or we did it in our 48th win and I think we just won our 51st win uh, last night. Um, Dog, the win last night was ridiculous against OKC. Uh-huh. We had down there um, like 50 points. Mm. Ahead. We had a 50 point lead at the end. A 47. That's crazy. Yeah. There's, so there was it thing. is crazy. They should have just shot one more three. <laughs> there's, a thing, there's this thing where like Chris Paul like dares um, Giannis to shoot a three, and so like he missed a three, and like um, ESPN or something they posted it. But the thing that they don't, don't tell the story that they don't tell is that if you didn't watch, if you weren't watching this, then you didn't know that we were already up 26 points, and that Giannis are already, he was already 50 percent from the uh, three point line that night, like. He was daring to put it up, but it's like it doesn't matter because even if I miss this, we're still thirty damn near thirty points ahead. So like, right. they yeah. weren't telling the full story. So I think, and the great part too is that our players are, I think all of them are under thirty minutes of play. Like there's forty eight minutes of the game. Yeah, and I think we he do. made like we played like twenty seven or twenty eight minutes. Like we're really saving our guys and we're still kicking ass. We do that a really our, good job of rotating yeah. our bench. Everybody gets some bench time to play. Is fucking crazy. Yeah. That, yeah. That's how you know. Yeah. That's we like, ready. Oh, we ready for the finals. Like, that's how you build stars. That's how you build a team up. Yep. Yep. Not only that, when you have people focusing on just that quote unquote star player, they're not looking for those other people to perform. But we have a full bench of performers. Exactly. Exactly. Who can that's, carry that that's, weight? That's super solid. Like. The Bucks could potentially be. I could see the Bucks doing some shit where they do like a like a two to three back to back finals. Like I definitely, they, I wholeheartedly believe that we are going to the finals. And if we see it, I think we're gonna we're gonna definitely take it. Like I, I think we're going all the way this year. But I don't think this is just the beginning of the story. I feel like we're gonna be one of the top teams for the next like five years. Like, we, are you saying this is a dynasty? Yes, I am. That's the word. Yep, a dynasty. I would definitely say that. Also, I have a question about them being the fastest to reach it. So, I know, because I was thinking about the, our record so far. We're, what, 50, 51 and 8. Cause, so, you got the 72 and 10 Bulls. The, what was it, 73 and 9 uh, Golden State. So, at this rate, we could be, like, have one of the third best records. In I mean, we could technically stop here, losing here potentially and have the best season record ever. But the fact that we got that we clinched it so early, so you're telling me that those like those teams that did the nine and the ten, the Bulls and um uh Warriors. Golden State, yeah. they were they had lost more games at this point or one less games at this point. Well, I don't know about the span, but by the end of the season, yeah, the Bulls obviously lost only ten games. Right. And Warriors nine. So but for we're at eight. But I'm saying, like, in order in order to clinch the playoffs, yeah, they had probably lost. They had already lost. So them. yeah, it's either that or the other teams just aren't as good as us. So who knows? But that's it's because the other teams aren't as good as us. I mean, there's not. Um, it's because there's, there's a lot of balance, um, teams that like the Lakers aren't too far behind us uh, overall. Um, I think the Raptors are fourth overall, and they're five games behind us. <clears throat> Man, I, fuck them. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was watching the the Bucks Raptors game. Uh, was that Tuesday night? I think. Um, well, I caught the ending of it, and I was doing good all year till that game. I, I, you know, I'm sorry, sorry. Fuck Drake. Fuck Drake. <laughs> and he he came out with two because the the Bucks have been. Uh, trying to have like you know fun, lighthearted, spirited, you know, in the halls and stuff like that, doing the wrestling stuff, and um, which they have videos of that. Drake comes out with two, like championship wrestling belts, and gives one to their mascot, and he's looking at Robin Lopez, who always like has fun with the mascots and stuff like that, and he's like, "This ain't this ain't the Wizards, this ain't the Wizards," blah blah. blah. And I just kept watching him on the bench because he's a twat, but uh. <laughs> I was so happy when uh, when we kicked their ass. Um, there was actually where was it? <laughs> this ain't the wizards. This lovely picture. Yeah, I thought Drake was doing an awful lot. Cody is showing a picture of Drake with his hands in his face. And this is not to be confused Crap. with a picture of him doing the salsa with that stupid ass goofy hat on. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was wondering if that was like a real photo. Me too. I was really hoping that that was not <laughs> real. Photoshop. Yeah. I was like, somebody put this on my man's because he. <laughs> oh, that's he your really... man's. Ugh. <laughs> man. Ugh. Fuck. Yeah, and Giannis, uh, he got. Let's see. It says they always have a bunch of weird statistics, but this says in um, thirty fifteen of five, so thirty points, fifteen rebounds, five assists. Uh, games in 30 minutes or fewer. Giannis has three this season, and the rest of the NBA combined since 1983 has three. I saw that. Yeah. Wait, that what? Yep. We have a fucking super 30, 15, 5 games in 30 minutes or fewer. What's the 30, so 30 points, 15 rebounds, 5 assists? Hmm. At in, least. In 30 minutes or, or fewer. Less. Interesting. Yeah, that's, that's, and that, that's one of those weird stats that they have. Like, they got a lot of new weird Tom stats. Tom Brady in white shoelaces has more, like 68% more completion ratings. That, like, what the fuck? But, Dude, that was... <laughs> dog, somebody was talking about it on Twitter the other day about like how sports stats are getting like really yeah. random. Like they, This is the 15th time that really uh, like LeBron that. has made four three uh, three points in a row well, on a Tuesday night when it's raining outside and his mom is in the crowd since, uh, right. <laughs> since exactly. Steph Curry in 20, 2017. It's like, where are you... Who's pulling this shit? Hmm. Who's watching for this certain shit? Like, I mean, I, I get that. At this point, we all love stats, so it's probably somebody hired by ESPN or some shit to be, like, in the background. Like, it'd be interesting to know that LeBron James has done this 16 times, whatever. LeBron But, like, I, but I think you have, like, professional, like, sports analysts who go through these lists and, like, painstakingly make these... Um, these lists about who's who does this, who does that, who is close to this record, who's close to that. Because right. there's got to be people watching for like um, those who are close to certain records, so that they can either hype them up or let people know. And because people like that, like that in their city, like to know that their players, their favorite players, are reaching these goals. And I get yeah. that, and it's like everybody was watching um, Westbrook. I think it was two years ago mm-hmm. for his triple doubles breaking uh, Oscar Robertson. But like that's an actual common statistic mm-hmm. everyone knows what a triple double is but like when you get to those weird sti- you know by like the, the sixth minute read. of the third quarter when you have the high it's like <laughs> they couldn't uh, make their own stats to askew it to make someone look cool, average yeah. look right better. and i believe people are gonna you know um gonna look and see is there any validity in this and stuff like that and see if it's actual facts but yeah. you have those type of fans who look for those type of things is yeah. what i'm saying and some of them are professional sports analysts and some of them just that's just what they do in their free time yeah. 
Back when I watched nothing but Sports Center in college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bucks are first in everything, so we're first overall in the NBA in record. Uh, first in net rating, first in point differential, in points per game, rebounds per game, defensive rating, and um, the seconds percentage. Seconds. <laughs> oh the yeah. The second TS percentage. <laughs> the second right, percentage. right. <laughs> so that so that uh, is true shooting, which. I think we were discussing this uh, yesterday, but or, or this week, and that's really when Pete like all of their shooting. So they have free their throw. Free, free throw percentage, yep. field goal percentage, three pointer. Percentage. Yep, all of the shots they made percent like added up. Oh, the mean, wide. medium, and mode of that. <laughs> so, but I think it's funny. We so when we were talking about this, um, everybody. I thought it was kind of an interesting stat because I think it does, of all the shots you've taken while you've been on the floor, whether free throw, three-pointer, um, you've been in the paint, whatever, mid-range, all of that, this is basically a stat that, this is a stat that is measuring everything you've done on the court, like every shot you've taken. I kind of think that that's cool. To me, that it's better than kind of breaking it down because it's saying that, you know, whether you missed a free throw or you missed that, that three-pointer, all the work you put in, you know, you made 70% of those shots you put up. And that, to me, kind of reads more important. But So Cody, it's like lifetime stats. Damn it's, a, yeah. it's a cumulative of everything that you've done. So right. you keep to track me, of how it, well it you're doing. kind of made me sort of, right. kind of sort of, because it's only offensive stats, like a shooting that defensive, but it's like a, what's your uh, overall player my player mode rating on uh, NBA 2K, you know. <laughs> right, right, I, and I get and I get that too. And I think you made a good point when you said that kind of can be, uh, you kinda know, like what we were just talking about before. Where it can be a skewed, Ex- making a decent player look a lot better or bringing stuff down. Right, like yeah. it would probably make um, like Shaq look like a shitty player because he dunks most of the time, and that's not really shooting. So that's not in a percentage of true shooting. Shit. And plus, his free throws are very. Did you know that? I forget if it's a, he attempted or made only twenty two free uh, three pointers in his whole career. Well, Shaq. how many did he shoot? I said I forget if it's made or attempted. Yeah, so. I can but, see, I can but see it's because of the type of player he was. He was always in the paint. He's dunking right. layups or yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that That's was still interesting. Like, whoa, that was the point that forty three years. That was the point that you brought up, like that certain players have certain roles, and so. You know, some certain stats can really, you know, if a, if you're a big man and you're not doing anything but dunking, certain stats are going to, you know, your rebound stats and things of that nature are going to be higher automatically than other people because your role is to be that guy to do that thing. And so yeah. certain combining certain stats might make, might, you know, like you said, make things seem faulty when, in, in fact, you were just playing your role on the court. Mm-hmm. So I thought that, like, when you brought that up, I thought that was actually a really interesting, like, way of looking at it. Yeah, Low like, key. judging the fish by its ability to climb a tree, as they right. say about education. Yeah. Or ability to shoot a three-pointer. Mm. <laughs> but, like, so picture us being a football and, like, we're talking about how many touchdowns Mason Crosby has made, like. Right. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, like with I feel like with some players, it might not matter that much. Like, you take Chris Middleton, who's a great overall or all-around type of player. Like, I bet his true shooting per- percentage is really close to, you know, the, it's like three-point percentage or field goal percentage. But other people, hmm. Dwight Howard, you know, yeah. probably be 
higher advantage for the true shooting percentage then. Right. And then, you know, I guess they also have to look at, you know, total shots and all that because you having a higher percentage of making those shots because you took less shots would make you seem like a more formidable player than you might be because you weren't you right, had that many like, shots to take. I have 97%. Well, you were you played three games, man, right. and then you got injured. Like. Right. You, you made three out of the four shots. And you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know that's 75%. Don't crucify me. But you know he, what I'm saying? He's an English guy. <laughs> English words Q. Math words Q. Right. I'm actually pretty good at math. <laughs> You're good at math 75% of the time. 75% of the time? All the time. 100%. That doesn't make any sense. Anchorman, no? All right. Yeah, that's what I was quoting. The Black yeah. Panther? No, yeah. what was it called? Sex Panther? Sex Panther. That's what it was. By ODI. Steel Panther. <laughs> Feel the steel. That's yeah. <laughs> we lost him. <laughs> Too many Panthers. There's a. Ninja Japanese hooker or something? Oops, all print. <laughs> what? It's like a third song. Ninja right. Japanese <laughs> say, 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 say. So, uh, we lost half our listeners now. Um, there's also, people are trying to make it into a feud right now. James Harden versus Giannis. Um, yeah, well, what the fuck is up with that? If you want to look at like the whole story away, it really stems back a couple of years. And now like people are building it up more like, oh, well, Giannis during the All-Star break said... Uh, he didn't pick James Harden because he wants someone that'll shoot the ball actually, or pass the ball actually, and you know. But it was because it, the quote unquote people talking about the beef started um, this past week because James Harden said again or talking about Giannis, um, it must be really easy to be seven feet tall and not have to work at basketball. When meanwhile I have to work my ass off and I, to be really good. Giannis uh, replied with. People, that's why people are like, oh, there's a beef, you know, blah, blah, blah. Giannis doesn't care, so there's no beef, because I feel like it takes two to tango. Like yeah, that. He, you can't beef with yourself. Right, he had... Nick Cannon. Pause. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, Nick Cannon's beefing with Orlando Brown. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 he just... You remote back from my kung fu style. That was with Bluetooth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Giannis was asked, and he's like, um, "If that's what he wants to think, okay. I feel like I work really hard, um, but you know, the best two, I'm not gonna, you know, try to like battle him on that or something." But he's like, "I'm just focused on the team and the wins and stuff." Right. Which, if you look at Giannis' but didn't career, Giannis he say something like, "I, he, I'm not quoting him. This is uh, paraphrase. What, thank you, paraphrase." He said something like. If I was shorter, I something about him I got being you. a bitch in. No, this was not quote. This was not Giannis. Someone was making a joke saying that was Giannis, oh, but man. it was funny. Mm. It <laughs> says, "I wish I could take fifteen steps, steps, jump into a defender, and cry like a bitch for free throws. That takes no skill." But no, that wasn't <laughs> true. Yeah. I just thought that was funny. I wish it was true. Um, but yeah, if you look at Giannis's career, like he was skinny. Like when Mike started, and he was skinny, and then started working out in like '93, and got you know bigger shoulders and stuff. Like Giannis is thanks, huge now. Thanks to the bad boy uh, pistols, that they for, <laughs> they forced Very they true. they were so rough that they forced. He said like said it like I had to get weight on me because them niggas was like clothes on the motherfuckers like he was WWF yeah. out there dog. And then he got three in a row. Right, um, exactly. But yeah, and then uh, and look at I think it was three years ago we only had twenty wins or less than twenty wins, yeah. and now we're number one overall. Fastest to clinch the playoffs, like, right. whatever. 
Oh. Nice little turnaround. Bucks and five. Right. And yeah. I was just talking to some cats last night about that. Um, and the, I had Were you brought up. The <laughs> <laughs> smoking with cats, actually. Uh, the, but, um, <laughs> no smoking with the cats at this hotel. <laughs> we were talking about how Jason Kidd mm-hmm. got the Bucks to a certain point, but he couldn't get them past that point. And the new coach is the reason coach why. Budenholzer, yep. Yeah, the new what's his name? Coach Buttonholzer. <laughs> You're gonna say Coach Bud. Why is it? Buttonholzer? Okay, I can <laughs> kind of remember this. Oh. Coach Coach Bolts and Holes. <laughs> <laughs> I can it's definitely remember that. Oh, it is. No, nope. no, nope. yep, that's Will Ferrell, and that's a funny movie. Oh well, I wouldn't know where it came from. I just know people say bolts and holes, so yeah. But anyways, we were talking about how Jason Kidd got the Bucks to a certain point, and um, it's like he got Giannis to a certain level in his career, and he taught him some really good basics. And then Coach Bud came in, You're saying like so, and elevated him. It's like skill and everything grew and then plateaued and then Coach Bud came on. and Yeah, exactly. Like they plateaued too. with Kid. I don't think they would have gotten as far as they would have with Kid still on the roster. And the uh, funny thing about that too is I remember people being like, what was that, 2015, 2016 when they got rid of Jason Kidd? I remember people being like, really like, what the fuck, bro? And that was, it's so funny because you have people always talking about. A lot of people wanted him out. Uh, you have, a lot of, it's usually good players, terrible coaches. Bad players, great coaches. See, and a lot of people... We got a combination of great players and great coach. But see, a lot of people no, were I'm saying like... Ex-players becoming coaches. Oh, okay, yeah. Like oh, Luke I see. Walton. I, I feel that. What? Like Luke Walton? Yeah. That was... Bad player? But but, well, they, bad, but bad. they made... They, it was with him that they won uh, the two rings with Kobe and... Oh, wow. But, but because Kobe was on the team. Right. Well, and Lamar Oldham and shit. Uh, yeah, cocaine essential. I get it. Um, but no, like, <laughs> everybody at, is always talking about, like, Giannis leaving. And I remember when they got rid of Jason he's Kidd. He's not leaving. When they got rid of Jason Kidd, they were they were like, man, you guys are going to make Giannis leave. Like, he's, his whole reason, his whole, like, relationship with Jason Kidd was so strong, he's going to want to go wherever Jason Kidd is. <laughs> what the fuck? No. Like, and Giannis so, said, LOL. And so, and so now, you have, <laughs> now you have a superstar Giannis. Who doesn't? Who talks about how, how much he doesn't want to leave Milwaukee, um, and people are still putting it on him like you know he he's gonna leave one day. He's gonna leave. One. Y'all said the same shit when Jason Kidd got out of here. So I just I find it funny like how people are goofy. Yeah, exactly. Right, They're called to... real life weirdos, not just internet weirdos. <laughs> real life. Weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> They're called real life weirdos. He ain't going nowhere. But Sabrina. Ionescu? The teenage bitch? No. Sabrina Ionescu. I think she went to Oregon? It looks like by... Yeah. Well, little Joe Hart is a saint. I missed something. Um, so, on February 24th, which was also Kobe and Gianna's, Gianna's um, funeral services or memorial at... I think it was at the Staples. Um, it was like a month later? Well, 224. I see. Okay. They did that on purpose? Yes. Okay, therefore. It was just under a month. Right, exactly. January 27th. That's all you can say is, I feel it. But Sabrina Ionescu, motherfuckers. So she spoke at the memorial. Then, uh, that was at 11 a.m. At 1 p.m., she 
took a flight um, to. Was it a helicopter ride? Right? <laughs> she flew to a game. She played the game, got her 26th triple double, got a win, became the first Division One baller, men's or women's, with 2,000 points, 1,000 assists, 1,000 rebounds, and she had the flu. Okay, fucking a. Speaking of gods, young splash god, take it away from music. <laughs> didn't didn't you have a, a clip? Fuck it, I forgot. So whatever. <laughs> Wait, who is that though? <laughs> It's Jim from The Office. Why couldn't you help me? Who, who is this person you're just, you were just telling us about? Maybe you listen and still laughed at T.S. guiding me. <laughs> that sounds rapey as hell. <laughs> like, like, hey, Russell, you want to hate some shit? <laughs> no, I don't, actually. Okay. Can you? <clears throat> Can you? Don't touch my phone, you're sick. Okay. It's just sneezing. Can't, you can't get sick from iPhone. <laughs> yeah, that's why it makes no sense. And you know what else? So you didn't <laughs> want to play this 36-second clip? Okay, of- fine. We were talking about Bucks earlier. This is the our, I think, G League um, coach the other night. He got, I think, suspended three games and a huge fine for talking shit about the refs. So this is what he had said. Uh, the officiating definitely went right for Grand Rapids. That was as unprofessional as a officiating performance. And I hope you tweet this out and tag the league because that was embarrassing. Um, Matt Rafferty is a <laughs> That being said, we have to be so much better at the end of games. We can't blow a 21-point lead with 12 minutes to go. However bad and biased and uh, unfair and illegal and cheating the referees are, uh, we have to be better closing games. And so that's the way I feel. He, he looks stressed the fuck out too. <laughs> That's our G League coach. Yeah, that monkey herd. <laughs> That's they were our G League team is the herd. <laughs> it's, That's a fun fact. It's not because it's not a it's not an animal. It's like a group of like it's a wizard it's is like not saying, an animal. You dummy. It's <laughs> not a thing. It's a like that's like saying like. The Milwaukee group. Right, exactly. Like, <laughs> thank you, Tia. You know he got me. <laughs> but, speaking of groups, a person that was once in the group of... <laughs> Cody hates some shit. No, uh, speaking of groups, I'm a person that was once in a group... <laughs> a person that was once... In a group of the newcomers, has, has now blossomed. Well, uh, well, now she discovered him. He was a boy, and now he's, he's a, man. a man. So boys to man. man. Oh, okay. Blue man group. <laughs> oh god. Uh, um, no. So uh, Russell hated that shit. <laughs> Not bad, bad There's gonna have to be a lot of editing in this part. Remember <laughs> we edit out just a few times. So speaking of. Um, Somebody who's changed and grown throughout their career, Justin Bieber. Which brings us to this album that he dropped on Valentine's Day, known as Changes. Now, if you if you know anything about me, you know that I'm not necessarily the the biggest Justin Bieber fan. I think he's good. I've never been like anti Justin Bieber or anything like that. I didn't know that. But I've never like really got off into his music. It would be singles here, things like that. Um, my lovely girlfriend Alexa is actually. Um, a huge fan and so throughout the recent years of my life 
she's kind of been putting me on to game in terms of Justin Bieber. And so it was his album, I believe, was called Journals, where he took a very, very R&B or contemporary urban type of, uh, of turn. And so I think that up until this point has been one of the, the, the works that like stands out to me. Changes is him years later. Um, he, he did have like after journals, he did have a little moment where he kind of like Purpose. fell off and what it was journals was the album. But Purpose came out in 2015 and that was kind of like his comeback album. That was his kind of like after like having a lot of the, like issues and the media and shit. I think Purpose was him kind of like coming back. He hadn't performed like that was 2015. He hadn't performed in two years at a at a, a award show until he like went back to like um, the MTV Music Awards that year. Like it was like a lot of coming back and him kind of like regrouping with Purpose. With changes though, we've seen him grow up even more since he's come back. He has now he has a new wife. He's been married, um, and so his approach I think to song making in this album, from what I know of him, is a lot more. Not only confident, but I feel like he has this thing going on where he, similar to how Chance the Rapper was when he dropped um, the Big Day last year, he has this approach where it's everything is much more. Everything is awesome. Um, it feels like not not only not therapeutic is not the word, but he feels like more in tune with himself because of the love he has for his women. So you get a a whole album where he's damn near not only professes his love for her but kind of his growth and so i think changes as an album title album name is like perfect for this um i find myself seeing from what i know of justin bieber to like right now finding this uh material to be a lot more grown it, it just feels like the, the the word changes really sits with me because it feels different than what the stuff i've heard from justin bieber he was always a child to me he's a man to me in this in this approach yeah this wasn't a, a pop album yeah. at all this was a smooth vibe chill. and like mccoy was saying you can hear in the out al- it's a love album right and it's that vibe from track one all the way to was it track, track 17. 17 and so in, in with this album the the lead single uh the one that came out first was yummy which is playing in the background now okay so yummy was like the lead single off of this uh off of this album and that was the one that he dropped and he had like a nice like little like kooky uh uh, music video to this one it was real animated um i think and playful then he also dropped a single called get me with kaylani which was a even smoother type of track which like like yummy actually yummy reminded me of like a lot of like Chris Brown like I feel like Chris Brown yeah. could have took that same record and like flipped it and it would have maybe even been a little bit better because Chris Brown has a little bit more of a bop to him you know you know um, so he comes with that and he comes with uh, get me with Kaylani which really for me was not only smooth but vocally I like where Justin Bieber went and how he met Kaylani in the middle I feel like they really kind of like complimenting each other on that record um which is ironic because the whole record is about two people getting each other um so i mean those two those two it is the year of the gap right exactly so those two records (laughs) really kind of pulled me in to like be like on the lookout for changes to come out so he dropped this album and there are some other stuff 
other songs on here like uh intentions with quavo another really good bop and a good like a good like yep. radio single and that everything. and that's the first time i've ever heard quavo try to stick to one topic yeah yeah it's <laughs> not usually quavo and every other rapper out here just rhymes random lines with other random lines and first that's that's rhyme. the song yep. that's the song yep quavo actually tried to talk about love for the whole subject he didn't mention any pocket rockets he didn't <laughs> hop out of any frogs and leap he didn't say <laughs> mama in the background out one time <laughs> are we sure he didn't we're gonna have to go back i'm gonna go back and listen to that. might have to do that right. I, you I can't, can't you can't never, don't never say that bro don't never be so he, he definitely sure. said mother uh, no um and so <laughs> you got you got those tracks and then there's two more tracks that like like stood out one was running over with little dicky uh, which actually originally had ski mask and slum guy i'm a huge fan of ski mask i've talked about him before i think he's one of the the better guys of the new school um or the you know current rappers the young boys is rapping i feel like he could have just made that song longer and put both of those rappers on there i feel like it would have added uh, you had Ski Mask was in the, in, the, in his pocket, a little bit more rough than than Dicky, but still embodied what was going on with the song. Um, but then you had Dicky who does, you know, how, what little Dicky does. He's a little bit more, he's a little bit smoother than I would say Ski Mask. He's he kind of even vocally, like his cadence was a little bit, a little bit more uh, well placed on the song. But I don't think either rapper was like bad on the record. Um, and I like both, like, lyrically, I like both, uh, both verses. So I don't think there was, like, no, you know, they both could have worked. I think the reason why he didn't have both verses on there is because, let's see, what was the name of that track? Um, Running Over. It's already three minutes long, and that's the, that's almost a long track In today's for game. today. Yeah, if he had one more verse on there, that would have been another... Uh, it, it probably would have been a four-minute track, and these kids—they're—they're they're not into that. Right, right, right. Um, I think too. Another track that really was was dope to me was "Forever," featuring Post Malone and uh, Clever. But here's the thing: Post Malone, when I when I was listening to that song, and I didn't know it was Post Malone. He come, Post Malone comes in, and I had to. I'm driving, and I grab my phone. I'm like, who the fuck was that? <laughs> I didn't know who it was. Not to say that Post Malone sounded so vocally different that I, like you wouldn't be able to tell. Before he checked, it was Pre Malone. But he came. I don't know. It. It. Something about that feature was different for me for Post Malone. Like, it was real. It was smooth. It was like. <sighs> Sometimes Post Malone does a lot on the record. His, his vibrato um, is just uh, it, it, it gets to be a lot, and you can't I can't tell if it's auto tune or if it's just like how his voice is coming out. But it, it was it gets to be too shaky. He the way he came in, he was in a pocket on that record, like really like to the point where I had to rewind. To the point I'm like, damn, I I want to listen to this. I don't have a lot of like current post Malone music. I liked when he first came out, like White Iverson and. Uh, Die Too Young. Yeah. I like those records. But um Post Malone after cutting off the hair, I've never been a fan. Like all of that, like Yeah, what know. is it with 
there's this there must be a Samson thing in the uh, industry because when the weekend cut his hair off, he was whack as fuck. Like <laughs> I vibe with everything that he had That's while he name. walked out looking like a goof. Name. Like this nigga, right, yep. yeah, because you were more. He had artist. a whole swag about him, but as soon as he cut his hair, it was, was the like Bible? you are Samson. But Buster Rhymes, Ludacris, keep your goddamn hair, man. Because when y'all, when you lose, when you cut your dreads and your, and your braids off, yes, we, listen, man, work in progress. Mickey. I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, don't, don't touch the glory. Well, exactly. He posted Malone Um. So, yeah, no, I, I really, like, I loved that song, and I love how, like, how Post Malone, like, really came in and, and, and did this thing with Justin Bieber. Here, now, here's the thing about this album that was a little odd. Oh, wait. Trey Songs cut his hair and he got better. That's debatable. For me. <laughs> for me, only because I never liked Like I liked Just Gotta Make It and 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 uh Trey Day, that album. I liked the songs I had heard from that. It's when he cut his hair and he start trying to beef with motherfuckers that like right around like 07, 08, when I was like, okay, get the fuck yeah. yeah. So that's the de- that's debatable. Okay. R. Kelly cut his hair, got worse. Every like, time R. Kelly, like in life, or wait a minute, wait. Actually, wait a minute. Every time R. Kelly, nah, yeah. I think that's like that. like in life, he still kept. <laughs> I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking about at the little girl. I gotta take it back because he got he got worse in life. Bald R. Kelly was actually uh, still touching kids. Ryan, gotta, <laughs> still, I gotta do that. Man. Still in air hall style. Still, um, he doesn't like my hair. I gotta get another haircut. Um. So I, I thought this album was dope. What I didn't like about the album, and I think TS can, uh, me and him kind of debated about this a little bit. This album had a vibe, a solid vibe sonically, top to bottom. However, did that bitch kill your vibe? But, <laughs> but because, but because of that like vibe, I feel like a lot of the tracks sounded the same like outside of the tracks that i named that like stood out to me like get me or yummy itself or forever like a lot of it really felt like i might have listened to the same song here and there like i felt like i was getting wrapped up in the same song most of the time see and this is where the debate came in because i was saying that the vibe was consistent from top to bottom so that's why you may have I don't think you were listening <laughs> to the tracks. I don't think you were listening to the album. If you're listening to the songs, there are clear distinctions of when this song ends and the next song begins. It doesn't all blend together like that. They blend together in that they're the same they operate on the same vibe, tempo or whatever, but they're all individual tracks. It's a really decent listen. It doesn't. It's not boring at all to listen to this album. It's a great vibe. Yeah, and that's the thing. I never. I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's boring. I, for me, is like if I turn away for a second mentally to like go grab. Yeah, a, if you turn. Uh, that's what I said. If you're not paying attention and you come back to the tracks, you might think, "Oh, am I still listening to the same song?" Because you weren't paying attention. But here's the thing, though. That kind of goes with what he's saying, though. Who? Who? Who is? When you're listening to music, who is waiting to consistently be that 
two that chimed in if you listen to an album. Like I can like like if I listen to Ab Soul album, right? Like if I go to like Control System, I might be listening and I might go do something or like be washing a dish and come back. And I might have missed something, but I don't feel like I'm listening to track five on track eight. Well, see, I would be the one that would like an album like this because if I wake up in the morning and I don't want to hear uh, a lot of noise, I want something that's nice and smooth. Yeah, yeah. Like mellow and snappy. Yeah, I want, I want mellow the whole way through. I don't want mellow and then all of a sudden there's a quick party track up in there because it fucks the vibe up and then it comes back to mellow and then another party yeah. track. It doesn't have to be... Those can be good albums too. Yeah, yeah. Those can definitely be good albums. Like uh, Confessions. Confessions is a, a great album. And when he throws Yeah in there, and it's like, this is a party track. And he has a couple party tracks in there, but he also has smooth tracks. Right. It de- it's a nice flow, but not the same vibe. So I, I wouldn't think I'd listen to that album early in the morning. This album, I would definitely listen to early in the morning or late at night, you know, just chilling out, wanting to listen to some jazz, but want to sing along you know right what I'm right, right yeah yeah i would put this album on it, it it isn't boring great vibe i think that's why this album was made how it is oh uh, now have you listened to a lot of other justin bieber music i listened to the album i don't know if it was the album before this but um one of the albums i listened to was just fucking boring <laughs> i think <laughs> i wish i could remember which album it was but it was boring as fuck if you cut each track and made uh, them individual tracks and put them on mixtapes and stuff like that. It'd be like, yo, this shit is dope. But as a compilation, it was ass. Man, not I, uh, nice ass either. Like flat pat. That's ugh. Pancake shit. Oh, look, fucked it up. But see, <laughs> so I'm, that. I'm, all I all I have to all I have to compare. Keep going. All you have to compare. All I have to compare this album to is journals. Which now, since he said something about compilation album, <laughs> I forgot I was live on you the whole time as you're doing that. Now since, uh, now since he said compilation album, I'm like wondering. But I, I don't think my girlfriend, she's such a fan. I don't think she would steer me wrong. So I think Journals is an actual album because they got Confident on there, which, which is Confident sidebar, is my favorite Justin Bieber song. That was uh, Height of Chance the rapper, like really getting into his zone in 2013. Um. And they had that feature on there, and I think that's one of my favorite, one of my favorite Chance verses. Um, so Journals was was dope, and that's the only thing I really have to compare outside of like Baby and the little singles and shit that he did when he first came out. That's what I have to compare this album to, and I think, and I might be painting an, an odd picture, but what again, what makes this album so good is that the 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 changes you can see from that album where it felt like he was playing around. Like, he's good at what he does. He was playing around in, quote-unquote, our world. Uh, and here, he's kind of found his niche uh, within the, the R&B, you know, or alternative, you know, uh, R&B type of, like, sound. Yeah. So I do like I do like that, you know, that Justin Bieber was able to find that and, he, and then that everything is consistent. It just, it fell in places. Not, it didn't become bad. It, it, the album's not bad or boring. It just, I, at times, I felt like it was blending a little too much together at time for me at all times it was one really long song i i, I like they were good songs and stuff but they all sounded the same all like i couldn't tell the difference except for the features when they came out i'm like okay this must be a different song <laughs> <laughs> and, t- and at times that's the way i was saying i'm like oh 
just the one post because post gonna come in. This is the one post, like, but or like, just the one with Dicky, like. They all, yeah, yeah. Like they're good songs. They just they all sound the same, and it was just kind of like I don't know. Yeah. Mellow, mellow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's kind of how. Russ, what you think, man? I mean, because you, because you are a singer through and through, so you, you know, what I'm saying, like, what is your take on how the album sounded? Because did you get caught? As a singer, do I mean? Did you get caught up anywhere? Did you was you vibing with it? Like, what did you think? Man? I think it was a, it was a smooth little album. Like, um, like all of you been saying, I just kind of could just listen to it and just go through the album and not have like, oh, what was that? Or you know, it was it was certain songs and certain tracks, and I can't single which ones was which. But because they all um, sound the same. <laughs> not that it's just I didn't really pay attention to the tracks. I really, didn't, I honestly didn't pay attention to the tracks. Right. I was just trying to get through the album to see, okay, would I listen to this? Is this something I could listen to on a regular basis? Type of thing. Um, I've not necessarily been a big fan of Justin Bieber. Like I haven't hated his music, but I haven't been like, oh, yo, you need to listen to such and such. Um, the one that's most memorable, memorable, uh, rem- I guess memorable to me is. Uh, um, the one he did with Jaden um, on his project, actually. Um, and I think that that was kind of like my take on Justin for the most part, is that I liked him on a lot of other people's songs. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That was kind of my impression of him. Um, this album does sound like a more stable, grown-up Justin. Yeah. I um, think he did an interview where he was saying that... Um, when who was he dating before? Some other chick that you Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez. Yes. Yeah. He was like, saying. Yeah, hold on. You wait. Don't like, stop. Stop. Clever. You was gonna say that you what? <laughs> don't care for. Her. Like, okay. You don't understand why she's so fucking. Okay. Popular. Okay. I thought you were gonna say that you fuck. I was like, whoa, not Selena Gomez. Okay. Continue, yeah. sir. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, he was saying something about how when he was with her, he wasn't mature enough, and he was going through his stuff, and blah blah blah, and now the chick that he's with now he's married and love he's a whole i don't want to say he's a whole different person but he's but, a hell of a lot more mature but i think and he, he realizes that and he highlights well, that yeah, he on this of, album but well, i think he said is. that all on the comedy central roast too like he's a changed man and mature and better now so. yeah, he's gone through a lot of changes over the last couple of years and one of them is actually his faith as yeah. um cortana kind of brought up um he said it in multiple interviews about how he um is more in tune with his faith and his um peace that he he kind of has now is because of his relationship with god um so we are seeing a more adult a more mature justin um and not so chaotic and not so um a young billionaire yeah mindset uh justin and but you I can't think, really fault him too i mean you're young you're still growing right, up a right. teenager have a lot of money like Right. No, no. I mean, uh, I, if like I was in his shoes, I probably would have killed myself three times over because there's just so much that you're yep. um, exposed to, so yeah. much that you have access to when you have that level of uh, money as well as notoriety. So um, the fact that he is still alive, that he doesn't have a severe drug problem or a severe other um, habit that he can't get rid of is i think really remarkable for someone his his age right. um as far as his music goes i do see that there's a uh, a maturity that he now has even in his interviews and when he's speaking to people now and the way he conducts himself it's a whole nother level to him now yeah for sure for sure and i like i think that's the best thing about that is that that maturity you can you can hear it 
in the record. Mm-hmm. Like I like listening to just what I've heard from Justin Bieber throughout the years. It wasn't like I don't say not believable, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. It didn't seem strong. Like this album, he seemed like it was like a character before. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. It seems like people was writing stuff for him, which mm-hmm. is normal in R and B. People write stuff, or in music in general, mm-hmm. people write stuff for you. You sing what they want you to sing, and you kind of like Especially bounce around and do that. You know, I I think with this album, I felt like he was really in tune with himself. Hmm. He's you can hear it in the music and in the vibe, how calm and like peaceful. Like I feel like he had found like some type of like you know balance within himself, and so that yeah. that was dope to listen to. Yeah. You know, on some just just on some. Respect you because I'm like musically, you kind of like find it, you know, find it, yeah, find it, pocket, yeah, yeah. Can we stop listening to Yummy for the 16th time? This is only the third time, actually. I put it on loop because I mean, I don't know how much I can do this before <laughs> Apple's like, all right, y'all niggas shut the fuck down. We know you guys say a lot of fucked up stuff, yeah. but now you're infringing on copyrights and yeah. stuff. Okay, so I got a question, I got a question uh, about the album. If you had to choose one song. To say was the best song on the album, what would it be? I don't know, Terry, because they do all sound the same, except for the features. I I honestly have to like like really listen, listen to more. it and really go in depth and, and give you my answer. I probably post it in the group because yeah. I really have to like sit and listen and be like, okay, I like this one. This is the one that that does it for me. Yeah. I'd probably have to listen to like the same song like three or four times in a row and then go to the next song and listen to that like three or four to, to differentiate them all. Yeah, I I don't think any song stands out to me like Get Me though. I don't know what it is about that collaboration with uh, Kalani, Kalani, that uh, really brings me in. Like I make sure like you know how sometimes you listen to stuff and you bounce around. Mm. I make sure that I listen to that song every time. So I think Get Me by him with him and Kalani like that's the one for me. Yeah. Um, I'm with Russ. I got to vibe with the album a little bit more in order to declare a favorite track because I like I liked all of them. The whole album is dope. I didn't... Yeah. There wasn't a bad track on the album, so it was hard for me to decipher, all right, this one's way better than that one, or this one's definitely shit. Shouldn't have been on the album. Like Everything is just a nice-ass vibe, dog. Like you can, I could definitely see just chilling the fuck out, smoking hookah or chilling out with a cigar and just vibe and watching the sunset just relaxing on a nice summer day to this mm, album right. it's just a dope ass vibe it would be like a good like summer album yeah for sure for sure i mm. think uh i can it has high replay value too that is the thing like certain albums you can listen to and you can just throw away i feel like this is one an album that you could you know come back to depending on the vibe or the time of the year you know what i'm saying like yes i i know what you were saying you don't have to keep asking you might this is something you might hop on the freeway i'm a, if i like Having albums and shit that I can drive to. I like freeway. I like interstate driving. Uh, you know, being lit, and like you know, at, like on a night having the right vibe. You know, pop one, have a right vibe and drive at night. I feel like I could do that to this album. And I feel like I could, like on a summer day, we're taking a little road trip, and I could throw this same album on and vibe the whole way. To, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I, I know what you were saying. You don't have to keep asking. So it's just it's real. This album definitely catch you definitely has some some vibes and so that's as, as much as it's hard to decipher for me um it has enough enough of a sonic like equality like you know 
that it's like a good vibes uh i don't know chill yeah man yeah for sure melodic all the way through for sure there's certain so there's certain albums where you like they could have kept this off the shit <laughs> you know i don't have that with this and i think that makes for good music so yeah yeah i like that i mean this might as you've been calling lately cornball <laughs> but i like that there's copious they're all uh, you turn the all, camera on yourself yeah like they're all <laughs> clean songs, not explicit. Um, but so it's like you don't have to worry about anything, listen anywhere, and it's really chill. Like that, playing cards. Yeah, listen to that. that was some cornball shit to say, but I feel it. Nah, <laughs> nah, yeah, it's take it away, Gambino. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh! You little rascal! Oh, got he, he got me. Logic got me. I got it. All right, <laughs> all right McCoy. So. Out of ten, what would you rate this album? I give it a solid. Ooh, out of ten, I give it a solid. I'm trying not to overrate yeah, albums too much anymore. How many McCoy <laughs> megaphones does this does this get? <laughs> oh shit, that's gonna start being a thing, y'all. Wait, how many Ma- he some shit. That's good. McCoy, how many megaphones? McCoy megaphones does this get? It's out of ten. It's out of five. It's out of eight. Out of of 10 megaphones, I get this a solid, a very solid 8 megaphones. Ooh, that's how loud you bumped this? Okay. That's that's gonna get 8 megaphones. This is some new shit that we are. This is happening right before your eyes. (laughs) And this is gonna be some new shit. I'm gonna start giving shit megaphone ratings. That's amazing. So just wait for that. Wait for the t shirts and shit. That's gonna be all types of uh, players. What you talking about? (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna give it eight megaphones. TS? All right, bet. Well, I, I'm. Nigga, they your megaphones. Oh, I can't give them away. Oh, shit, it's just my. Eight megaphones. Come on, TS trumpets and shit. <laughs> chopsticks. <laughs> How many chopsticks do you use? But, no, so uh, hit us up on we you know, Facebook, on social media. Like, tell, us, food, tell us what you think the, the good, you know what I'm saying, with the how the album was, what your favorite track was, all that shit. Gang. Finish. There we go. Do we have any uh, viewers? Yeah. Yeah. Joe K checked in. Alexa checked in. My mommy. Mama Record checked in. <laughs> uh, the homie Xavier checked in. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey I'm fucking with the people. Shout out, shout outs. Hell yeah. All right. Guess it's that time for. I'm not going to this church. Russell Prosity. Better click on this live video that I just <laughs> make sure my volume's all the way up. Hey, that's us, guys. Ooh, look, it's me. Man. <laughs> Who's that kitty pie? Ah. Uh, nothing like having me. somebody to edit the. I can't edit you out of life. I'm kidding. That's... <laughs> Damn. Cody hates us. Damn. No. Cody just hates. Like... Cody hates. <laughs> Cody <laughs> smash. Cody hates. Shit. <laughs> All right. Um, well, uh, first off, I want to give out a couple shout outs. We used to do this and then stopped doing this. Uh which I guess should have been done this month, all this month. Um, I, I tried to put that out there, and I guess we never threw it. Yeah, um, a few few places that um, I continue to be pretty pretty dope and are um, headed by dope people. Um, the Classic Shop, gang. 
Um, I've been seeing a lot of people wearing classic, classic shop stuff yeah, at uh, work. Um, what you call it? Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Charlemagne the God and uh, Angeli and um, their whole crew always have like some classic gear, and it's super dope to see it when they they're recording. Um, the t-shirts, the hats, and stuff like that. So that's that's really uh, really dope. Um, of course, the Bronzeville collection with uh, papyrus and charms, Gang. as far as like the bracelets and such. Um, Mikasa Sukasa. Gang. Um, the Phoenix food. of Shermans. Sherman Phoenix. Gang. Um, make sure y'all Gang. y'all go down there Them and support, all. support, support. Uh, a lot of dope people down there, dope organizations um, that really give you great service is as there, well as great. Is there actual problems. dope down there? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I know of. Just the chicken egg service. I, I, I ain't been in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I know of. See you later. Also, uh, Manhattan Mocha, which is uh, this place on 76. Um, Gang. Oh, uh, dope coffee, dope breakfast. Um, all black-owned places, um, and they really cater to the people who come in. Uh, great service, great uh, attitude, positive vibes in the places. So uh, be sure to support and help them uh, or <laughs> reach out to them <laughs> before we explode in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, on my news feed most of this week and for the last couple of weeks, um, I noticed it was really strong, really heavy um, during this month where we're supposed to be like, you know, celebrating our heritage, celebrating our pride and stuff like that. Um, to where people have been just going at each other um, tooth and nail, like uh, male versus female, um, race versus race, and it's it's been really such a heavy and depressive atmosphere uh, on uh, Facebook. Uh, sometimes you see it in, in Snapchat, uh, some Twitter feeds and such, but it's it's been really um, really. Um, upsetting to me, like like to my spirit, to my to my mind, yo. And I was going to talk about you know this whole thing about you know the male versus versus female thing that seems to be really popping up heavy now. Um, but instead, I wanted to kind of end February on a positive note and talk about some things that Protons. we don't usually <laughs> talk about. That's a positive charge. <laughs> He, he's right on that. Oh, he's not wrong. Uh, he's incorrect. He he's, wrong. Well, he's not incorrect, but he's wrong. Uh, but um, so I, I was I was doing a little research and I found it was a, a pretty interesting article about thirty reasons to um, to thank black inventors, entrepreneurs, and things of that nature. Um, some things that would not exist here if it not were. Uh, not for certain black pioneers in different fields. Um, so I thought I'd, I'd just read through some of these, um, if not all of them, if I can get there, uh, regarding some items that we take for granted that were created and invented by black people and the people who, who invented them. Um, so first off on this list is the automatic gear shift was created by Richard Spikes. Automatic gear shift, period. Cars. Yeah. Okay, for all the automotive industry. Yeah. Well, I wonder if that's the same principle. Or blenders. That's... What? <laughs> okay, wait, well, what other I think, yeah, there are blenders that change speeds automatically, depending on the setting that you put them in. Yeah. That would be a gear shift. Uh, this was created I was by of, like blenders have clutches. <laughs> um, other blenders. <laughs> well, automatic elevator doors. 
was oh. created by uh, Alexander Miles. So uh, what's a manual like a dumbbell or dumbbell waiter? Well, what they call dumbwaiter. Dumb yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what's called. Same, same, dumbwaiter. Uh, where yeah, they 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 like manually close or you had to manually close them. So yeah. the automatic doors that oh, were just used the to doors. I'm thinking like the whole like gotta get to the 16th floor. Right? Well, he right. did say automatic elevator door. Yeah, not automatic elevator. Yeah, I don't, and then like you know tight. the sensor that <laughs> makes sure we're not smashed in them. Uh, I smashed you. <laughs> All right. So number four is Blimp, was made by John Pinkering, or Pickering. Sorry, Pickering. Wait. Yes, the Blimp. No. His, his was the first Blimp. Okay. To have an electric motor and directional controls. And I'm thinking of H, the one the air balloon. No, Heidenberg. He- the Heidenberg was the air balloon. Wait, no. That was a Zeppelin, a blimp? Yeah, that was a blimp. Yeah. But that was after. This wasn't the first blimp. So that that's like a Titanic. Like, we've had ships before, but this is supposed to be a big deal, and then it crashed. Exactly. <laughs> but he didn't create that blimp. Right. No, I'm saying. His I'm trying was to get the first history right. with electric motor and directional controls. So and the that first they that be, didn't crash, too. Yeah. So that they could be <laughs> more better steered and whatnot. More better. <laughs> more better. All right, so then uh, Dr. Charles Drew. (laughs) Dr. Drew? Yeah, Dr. Drew. He invented the method of separating and sorting plasma um, as far as, like, how blood banks work. Wow, really? Yeah. Um, He was also the first black person awarded a doctorate at Columbia University. So that's a a fun fact. Clothes dryer. George T. Sampson. Gave, <laughs> I, I like these uh, these little quotes here. They gave laundry baskets a greater sense of purpose since nineteen or eighteen ninety two. That's your little catchphrase <laughs> on the commercials, right? I'm like, damn, this is a definite laundry basket commercial, right? So uh, Lloyd P. Ray, um, <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd P. Ray, <laughs> Lord P. Ray. He sounds like I, I know he said Lloyd, but my brain, my Cody ears heard Lord P. Ray. <laughs> I said a glass of juice, not gas the juice. <laughs> gas the juice. <laughs> Zero to sixty million in one. <laughs> it's from like a movie or something. Maybe, hopefully. I figured Lord P. Ray inspired R. Kelly to be who he was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he actually. That's like that movie Hot Fuzz where he's like Peter Ian Staker, piss taker. Really? Yeah, piss taker. <laughs> Hot Fuzz, good movie. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> so Lloyd P. Ray patented the first dustpan. P. Ray Davis? <laughs> P. Ray Davis. <laughs> the first black person to come into the barbershop, man. I got no, the diapers. Wait, when you, when you said he made the dustpan? Yeah. Because I knew a black person had to. Oh, now you tell me. So you said he made the dustpan? Yeah. Because I knew a black person had to make that, but because I thought it might have just... I don't like to when you took the two fingers. Uh, it might... <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the two finger thing, bro. <laughs> I was always about the time, like it had to come from us at some point. Like I should patent this. Well, exactly, I should actually put a stick on this mail. That's what she said. All right. right. Next, All right. <laughs> the electric lamp was made by Lewis Latimer. As well as the electric slide. Nah. <laughs> he also invented uh, carbon <laughs> filaments inside light bulbs. But not too, the electric so. chair. <laughs> Wait, so that is that the are those the pieces 
of coil that like go into. Ooh, I knew. The silver shit that make the light. John Purdy. That's his real name. I know that name. Uh, came up with the patent for the folding chair. Oh. I think it's a different John Purdy name. <laughs> it's like a, a Milwaukee artist. Who? Guitar player. John Purdy. P U R D E Y? P U R D Y. P U R D Y. P U R D Y. That's for the folding chair. That's for folding chair. <laughs> All right. Um, and then the gas mask made by Garrett Morgan. Um, he is actually that, speaking of gas, the juice. Garrett Morgan. Is yeah, that not? Yeah, not that one. Okay, I was like, the thing from the Jamie Fox show with the gas. No, that's no. This one is is originally when um he he started the the idea when there's some guys who are trapped. Uh, in a mine, and he he came up with the idea of goggles and hood over um, to protect his eyes, and then a, um, 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 I forgot a what muzzle, you call it. Um, almost like a muzzle to yeah. protect his mouth, uh, so he could breathe properly. Right. Yep. And then yeah, Stoner's yeah. got a hold of it and made it a smoking device. <laughs> Stoner's mine. <laughs> ah. All right. <laughs> you you got it. You got that one for sure. So Sarah Boone. <laughs> came up with the idea and the patent for the ironing board. Uh, previously, it was just a table because she had the table or wood the... that they would put chairs underneath. So she came up with the idea of all right, the lawnmower and the lawn sprinkler, both by black guys. Um, the lawnmower was by John Albert Burr. What but, did they do before all this? Well, they had different devices, like, you know... um, Scissors? (laughs) Well, there was was like a... a, I think we're the 50% of the (laughs) Like a scythe-like tool that they would, like... Oh, yeah. Cut the grass with. I just picture, like, niggas in the... uh, Niggas in, like, the fucking... uh, Congo. Niggas in the Green Reaper hood. (laughs) Niggas in the Green Green Reaper hood. (laughs) Cutting grass and shit. Won't you be my Reaper? (laughs) Won't you be changing shoes? Won't you be... Go, Scyther. <laughs> like the Pokemon and shit. I got that reference. So, so this made me laugh because it was by a Philip Downing. Phil Downing. That's hilarious to me. Um, came up with the, the invention of the mailbox. Huh. That you got to put your hand inside. Mm-hmm. Feel down. Mm-hmm. I feel it. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> All right. So, I, you know, there's there's a lot of, there's like 30 or, or 40 of different things, like including the potato chip, the baby stroller, the super wait, soaker. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. The potato chip was made by accident. They accidentally cut them too thinly. I thought that was, I thought that was for like a, some, I thought it was some European shit because I thought it was Yeah, that's what Nickelodeon said. Idris Elba is European, okay? 
That's true. Technically, he is. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, I like how you put those two fingers. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like it was in December of 1853 when he was working on something. Um, just slice potatoes as thin as possible and fry them in grease, and that's how they came up with the, the potato chip. Right. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, so I, you know, I said all that to to say this, like. Um, Happy Black History Month. No. Pretty much, but well, there are guys. there are things that we use every day that we don't really know their origins. We just assume that. No offense, Cody. Some random white <laughs> person just came up with this stuff. But it, there's a lot of heritage. There's a lot of history. There's a lot of culture behind a lot of the things we use on a regular basis that we take for granted. Um, as I was seeing the whole back and forth and the arguments and the negativity and the um, just a slander between different people. Uh, it was, it was like such a sad thing, especially during this month where we recognize those people that we're not taught about on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, you have all these TV shows and all these um, these posts that come out of nowhere, like, oh, remember this person and they did this and they created this and oh, I thought it was created by this person because that's what we were taught and. Um, my pops always says he who wins the war writes the rules. Yep. Um, so yeah. they wor- they write the history that we learn, quote unquote, that we're fed. And it was just amazing that during this month, especially, we've seen an, a spike in such violence and just violent outbreaks between people. At least on on, on my newsfeed, I hope it wasn't the same for everybody. But well, it's I like when s- I came in here and said that uh, I wish that there'd be like a group of black people to write a history book or American history book or something. Cause you know, we get taught like Christopher Columbus and that's a bunch of bullshit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, Russell should actually, uh, author that first, uh, black history. That, that sounds like a cool ass project. Like call it like black history, but it's really, it would really actually be not history. a textbook, but it'd be like a goddamn, like a written, you know, book of texts. But if you will, uh, but there be a book with a bunch of copy. On, there would be a book with a bunch of copy there. Um, so if I did, if I did it, I wouldn't. And that's not the title of OJ Simpson's book. Um, if I did, it, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't go so far as be like Black History. I would just call it History, yeah. right? Or World History, or because unless you would think people would think it would be a skewed for like, right. it's right. like no this is just truth right yeah. <laughs> truth right. just call that shit truth that's yeah. <laughs> truth by Russell and shit it's not like a cologne or some shit listen here you got Yang Liang and Sandalwood and <laughs> <laughs> go to page three it's rosemary yeah. and pink pepper um, <laughs> but and that was, that was kind of that was on my mind this, this month um, which is seeing how people were um, using this time as far as this month goes to maybe discover some more things about themselves and then spread that throughout the entire year, not just for this 28 or 29 days. Right. Um, to where people have notoriously gotten back to their roots and tried to figure out who they were, who their people are, um, because every other month you kind of have to be um, whatever the world defines you as. Um, the police define you as a certain pe- a certain certain type of person. Um, store clerks define you as a certain type of person. Right. Um, those who don't know who you are, those who don't understand you, they have this automatic yep. um, vision of you, and they try to push you into that box. So you have to be sort of um, 
obedient and submissive uh, in those regards without you know as 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 without as retaliating unhotep as I am um <laughs> I still um subscribe to the fact that we are kings we are queens we are people who have such a strong and powerful um essence about us that we're always uh imitated but we're always cast down too in that imitation um i've said on this pod many times you know as strong as intelligent as entrepreneur entrepreneurial that's a terrible word um (laughs) as black women are they're also the most cast down the most disrespected the most imitated but the most destroyed and devastated. Um, it's it's such a sad thing for people to be at each other's necks when they're the same people. Um, yeah. And it, it really does my heart um, um, severe, I, I guess, damage to to see us acting as that's the norm. Yes, right. uh, that's the Willie Lynch thing, right? Willie theory. Yeah. What's that? Well, isn't that? I thought the Willie Lynch theory was a way to keep black. Well, yeah, you're probably right then. Yeah, Willie Lynch. Oh. It was like a. Um, so I guess. I don't know how. I don't know how accurate this is, but it's William Lynch. Lynch was a, a white man or like a slave woman who wrote a book or wrote basically like a manual of how to keep out, out outside of slavery, how to keep Are people. S- yeah, how to keep people and, basically and slavery mentally, yeah. like. So yeah. and he had like had like a set of rules and like things you should do, play like putting them against each other, all types of shit. Mm-hmm. You can like Google it, like Willie yeah. Lynch. Five I'd rather not have that on my history. That's <laughs> really fucked up. Uh, yeah, it was a whole letter on how to control slaves and stuff. Uh, one part that I remember is them trying to figure out how to uh, take the man from being a leader in the house and putting the woman over him, so that way. The woman uh, pushes the man away and doesn't want the man a part of the family anymore. And the woman becomes the household uh, leader. And he now, writes a whole man. letter about how to start training the slaves now so that way warfare. we can fuck them over for centuries to come and they'll never be able to recover from it. You know what I never got about that, though? I thought in African culture, though, women were naturally like, I, I won't say like, like the leader of the household because I mean that would be I, I don't know I don't, okay I don't want to say that they were like the leaders but they held a like very high like esteem like it might be a matriarch system I think in matriarchal yeah in 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 African culture unless I unless I'm wrong and this was all part of fucking Willie this is problem looking at like let, um, unless that was the, <laughs> like <laughs> I thought it was a more um, equal rule type of type of system. Um, the women were held in high regard, of course. Right, exactly. Um, but there was there was an equalness as far as as far as what I've read, as far as what um, I've listened to and seen, and, and things of that nature. Right. Um, there was the the strength, which I thought always came from the woman side. She was she was the strength, and the man was the protector. Right, um, yeah. But they all saw each other as equals. There was always um, you know my king, my queen type of thing. And even though they had the um, the actual um, what's what's the word I'm looking for uh, the, their monarchy system, um, 
it was still that equal. Like um, people say, you know, you can't have a uh, a queen without a king, but you can't have a king without a queen. It was that type of equal. They they came together um, to rule, um, and you know dies, the, the king is still the king, right? Like in a monarchy. Well, I mean, on paper, yeah. You know what I mean? But I feel like I'm off of paper too. I think a the, king without I feel a queen. Like it's, I like the phrase, but I feel like it'd be more accurate if it's like a king without a queen is not as strong as a king with a queen. But is that a that king? Thing. They're both kings. It's just like you're going to take on whatever battle you're facing to stronger together, like more successfully. And, without, and I wouldn't say doing it alone. I wouldn't say that's a king. I say maybe that's a ruler, but I don't think that's a king because without without a queen, you can't be a king. Well, in my opinion, kings rule. So, or what's your definition then? Well, this the, and like I said before, because because of the equal standing, there's a balance there that you have with the king and the queen. So if one side is lacking, that balance is off, mm-hmm. and you don't have that. That I, I don't think it's as sound a decision making process and a sound a um, a rule and uh, um, um, overseeing of a dominion if that balance isn't in place. That's that's where I get the whole it can't be a king without a queen, queen without a king. Huh. I think it's just a relationship thing he's just putting out, that's all. Kings come with queens, period. That's it. No more, no less. But I'm not saying he's wrong either. Yeah. One of those you're literally correct. But the idea of... It's like king-queen relationship-wise, but Cody stopped thinking about castles kind of thing. <laughs> yes, yes, yes indeed. Yes indeed. Well, it's, it's there to pimp a butterfly. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. Ah, great analogy. <laughs> <laughs> so. <clears throat> real cheese. <laughs> real cheese. Cody, learn some shit. <laughs> yeah, dumb all. <laughs> <laughs> dumb all. So... That was my kind of focus this this month was to not just allow this to last for just a month, um, to really think about even in just my everyday life, uh, because of all the things that I read as far as like um, what we've created, what we've patented, what we've um, made socially the norm, and you know. Um, even in our everyday lives, that this is this is normal because of these pioneers that came through, to be appreciative of that and to not focus on things that don't seem to be as important, um, which we tend to do and um, kind of like the whole Willie Lynch theory uh, or um, theorem that um, focusing on what what divides us will always keep us divided. Yeah. Right. I agree. Good thought, and I think everybody should, yes, everybody should appreciate, um, I would say everybody, but specifically, black people definitely need to appreciate themselves and their history, their ancestors, where they came from, who they know, all the good things about us. We don't have to continue to glorify the dope man, the rappers, the movie stars, and things like that. There are... um wonderful black people in your own neighborhoods your pastors your teachers your fathers your uncles your brothers friends uh down to that level that you can appreciate while they're still here let me ask you a question do we have any 
<clears throat> Damn, it gotta be closer? I thought it was loud. Do we have any, uh, like, I know we know about, like, the Malcolm X's and, the, like, Martin Luther King's and things of that nature, but do you have any, like, black superhero or black leader or, like, black, like, figures who you find to be... I'm like the way you do with the fingers. That you find to be like somebody that you look to as an inspiration. You know what I mean? Like, for okay, I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. Joseph L. Graves. He is the first, and at the time when I read his book about uh race, it's called Race is a Myth. Um, and why we perpetuated in America. Uh, he was the first black man to have a PhD in America in evolutionary biology. His thoughts on race and the way he used science and logic, which y'all know. I'll say that all the time. My two favorite things, science and logic, because you motherfuckers out here do not use it. Um, yeah, yes, science and logic. Um, he, the way he described race, the way he helped me like realize how socially defined race was and how he made me hate racism even more um just his thoughts on that and how they align with mine has always been you know he's one of those few people where i would like i would like to just sit and have a conversation with you black man like you know just to gain some of that knowledge that you have and the fact that it's coming from your perspective as a black man it would sit so much it would mean so much to me not to say i couldn't get this information from a well-educated white man who might be an ally and, and might be really you know in tune like a bill nine or some shit but, but he could have one gene so. but <laughs> that's possible <laughs> but it's coming from coming from a black man knowing that you're the first black man to have this type of degree and to be on that wavelength and that thought pad you know it would mean a lot more much more to me so do y'all have like black men or or women because we can't definitely can't count them out of the um you know the race the heroes that i have in my life are heroes that I have been personally influenced by. Like I could touch, call, text. They've had a hand actually in my life. It's hard for me to call someone that I've never met oh, I a hero. Yeah, like I, I can, they could be an inspiration. Yeah. Like they're anime characters that I are inspirations to me because they, I want to work as hard or whatever. But um as yeah. far as heroes go how i would define hero that would be somebody like my dad yeah for sure somebody like uh mr gillen yeah, in sure. high school yeah. um Blaze. my pastor miss blaze Blaze, sure. um, blaze the the women that i would consider mother figures that have guided me along the way these are my these are who these are the people in my life that i would consider heroes yeah no i feel i and i do <clears throat> i maybe i use the term hero a little bit Lucy, because I'm, I'm definitely there with you on motherfucker. If I don't know you, you know, I'm not about to idolize, you know, that type that type of thing. Like, you did some really cool shit, Bill and I, but yeah, you're yeah, not my yeah. hero, bro. Yeah, yeah. so I, I Joseph, I, I wouldn't call Joseph L. Gray <laughs> my hero because he hasn't really, but I will, I will say I've been inspired by it and I like, and from, from, a, from afar, because I never met him, I like the way he thinks in his thought process. Sure. So. I mean, you know what? I, I I would also say, if y'all can, listeners, if you hear this, this is something that I really would like to have a conversation about. So you know, again, put this in the in the in 
the Facebook group. Find us on Twitter. Let us know who your black inspirations are. McCoy Male, will female. McCoy will start the conversation yeah, on the I, Facebook group, and then you can reply to that. You know what? I ain't going to front my shit. I'm going to drop that right now, because I also would like to drop a link, because I think more motherfuckers need to read that book by Justin L. Gray. So I'm going to drop that right now. Thank you, Russell, for being an inspiration to me. <laughs> my brother. Well, y'all inspire me, too. You know, it's, it's not a one-sided thing. Um, as far as the heroes go, um, my own definition of hero is, is someone who has saved me from something. Um, someone who has saved me probably from myself because I was heading in a direction that probably would have led to destruction or something like that. Um, would have kept me set back um, in my own thinking, in my own way. Um, as I was um, terribly, terribly arrogant when I was younger, um, and I have flashes of it now and then um, to where it pops up, and you know, and I'm and I'm working on it still. Um, one of the first people who kind of saved me from um i guess i you know the 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 terrible storage and use of my anger when i was a kid was my pops and you know he he had a um uh, anger management problem when he was younger and seeing him struggle with it and seeing him talk to me through it um kind of helped me really deal with it and learn how to um manage it manage it a little better um so definitely my pops in a lot of ways my my dad is is uh, a definite definite hero of mine um as far as like inspirations and stuff um um cortana is a great inspiration um i think she's just super dope but i talk about her all the time and she i'm just i'm just me i'm just doing me you know I'm just, but no nah, she she like uh, total boss, total boss. Love I it. know I inspire people. That's what I do. <laughs> right, right. No, but she's but she's super humble about it until it's like, but you need to know. Wake up, um, brush teeth, inspire. <laughs> with inspiration, that I can do this, I can handle this, I can handle my own. And I'm like, yeah, go ahead and talk your shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but one of the people that I've I've been following, I want to say the last three or four years, um, is the actor. Um, Aldous Hodge, um, super dope individual. I've caught like many interviews with him, and he talks about his 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 childhood and how his parents really pushed him. And he was going to school to be an engineer, I believe. And he learned how to engineer his own watches. So he, he like engineers watches. He has his own watch line. Um, he paints. He does a lot for um, those who can't do for themselves. He is super. Super intelligent, super humble, super funny cat, and he's been on like plenty of different shows and movies. I was say, Can you give me one role? Um, the name doesn't connect. What's the uh, what's the the main role that he's he was he was on for a while? Um, was um uh, that one show? Is it Leverage? I, think, I want to say it's Leverage. He's black dude, Leverage, and he plays violin. Like he literally plays violin, um, uh, like amazingly. Um, let me see if I can pull up his uh, IDB real quick. Oh, he played MC Ren. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's Aldis. Damn, you never know. Like a motherfucker be on what? That's crazy. I didn't know that. I did not know. Yep. Uh, he oh. Aldis. Yep, super that's dope. That's probably the only individual. thing I know him from. That's that. I, I was like, I remember his face, but I don't remember from. That's because they play MC Ronda. <laughs> his mm-hmm. importance in that. in that. I feel it, though. And I think he was in the One Women Want uh, movie yeah. with uh, Taraji. Or What Men Want. I can't remember the name of the movie. But, yeah. Super dope individual. Um, 
very intelligent and he really inspires me as far as like his work ethic. Dope. Uh, all right, Cody, do you have any black inspiration? Captain Cornball here, ready? You guys. <laughs> wow, sorry. really? Yeah. The funny thing, the you funny thing really you say that though. The funny thing that you did you say that and no, this is like no fluff, no like me just like um, you know trying to geek y'all heads up. But um, Russell, man, you actually because I know we come together as a pod, but I've known you for like a decade now. Mm-hmm. Um, and our friendship over the last two years has grown, obviously because of the pod. But I know your girl, at least at least to a degree. Now I've watched you, you know, like mature and shit, and I can honestly say, like, just in speaking with you, the last two years, I've learned some shit, or I've been become more open to. So, like, you really have been an inspiration for me because it's a safe space when when people when I talk to you, and it's always based in logic and it's always based in science, which are my two <laughs> favorite things. Yeah, because or music, right? Exactly, exactly, and so. I mean, I've gotten little gems about, like, even, like, so Russell has um, fixed my watches, like, in terms of, like, just, like, resizing them and getting out links and shit, and I was, swear to God, I was thinking about this the other day, I'm like, I gotta sit down with my man, because I want him to actually teach me that, like, I actually, when I can sit down and be like, I want to learn from you, like, that's how I know, like, you inspire, because I'm like, damn, that nigga be, he's cold, he's cold with every second, (laughs) or actually one time every (laughs) second. I was, I was gonna say, how you gonna move sixteen times in a? <laughs> how you a a second hand on a watch and you moving sixteen times in one? It's I was gonna re- let you it's have really it. It's really fast. I was gonna watch. let you have it, bro. <laughs> I was gonna let you have it. I'm like, his watch is on a. It is like fucking nine o'clock on this watch right now, my <laughs> guy. Holy, like his shit off. Futuristic. This watch about a hand is a motherfucker. On what? It's nine thirty. Oh shit! It's nine thirty. It's two thousand twenty. What though? <laughs> This Sherlock Holmes in a 22nd century ass watch. Like. But, um, nah, so, like, Russell, you are, like, definitely um on some, like, big brother shit. Like, you definitely are an inspiration to me. So, not to be corny or to, you know, I think what some of the, what you said, uh, Cody, is true. Like, I think we do inspire each other. Yeah, man, and it's like, you know, not even, like, yeah, just. We're talking about black people. Just. <laughs> he said, leave me off this shit. <laughs> But but trust me, like my clock goes fast. The feeling is mutual (laughs) because, like, I really like as much as I like I love music and I play music and I I, I delve into music. Your passion and your um, your knowledge of music and and dates and things like that is phenomenal to me. Excitement and it it really gets me back into like okay, I got to check this out. Like if you be like, yo, y'all need to check this out, I'm like, all right, put it on the list because another thing I got to check out because McCoy said it. Like I really like. Go back and forth when um, T.S. Uh, was talking about cigars and we talking about uh, yeah, smoking sure. meat and stuff like that. Like yeah, the things we connect with on 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 a regular basis and maybe not even on, on a, uh, a sporadic basis. But it's like it's always something that I learn, I take away, that I'm like, yo, this is dope, and this is something else that I'm connected to my yeah. my homies with. Yeah, I always and T.S. I bring up fucked up stories. <laughs> Yes, is no, no. And I, and I was talking, I was talking to my, to my, to my girl about this. One of the best things about having T.S. as a friend is his willpower. Like I've always been inspired. Like when T.S. Yo, man, you know how motherfuckers say they're gonna do something, mm-hmm. and then we might start doing it, and then you might fall, 
Be Mike Walter or whatever. TS has always been my like my best friend. Like okay, always you guys my don't man have because... a mixtape out. Like listen, from last year listen, that you said. Listen, hey, listen. I, that's <laughs> where TS come in because he got the willpower and he's gonna keep bringing it up. It's gonna get done. Like how we started recording the pod. Exactly. It was on TS because TS was like, no, we gonna do this. Like when TS puts his mind to something, um, and it's and it's inspir- it's fucking inspirational to watch my man like through sixteen years and and counting and this nigga when he say we doing this or I'm doing this when TS finally lock, like locks it in. His willpower is fucking bananas. Because like, knowledge is good for you. Power? Yeah, I was going to say power is the one you're looking for. <laughs> is that on knowledge HBO or stars? TV show. <laughs> nah. So, yeah, man, like, like, it's funny that we always have these moments where we come back to this on the pod. But, like, we are, y'all are, you know, my inspirations. And, Cody, you are my white inspiration. So, there you go. You and your one gene, man. <laughs> My raisins be off the chain. <laughs> there you go. There you go, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be a dead horse because that's disgusting. Um, listen, that's the but that would probably make some really interesting sounds depending on how long the horse has been dead for and where you hit it. Uh, but <laughs> all right. I agree with uh, you guys. Yeah. He inspires me and, and uh, annoys the fuck out of me. And depresses me. Exactly. <laughs> What were you just saying, McCoy? It ah, says something about like wisdom and knowledge and he his said, willpower to bring power. up fucking things. He said willpower. <laughs> it said nothing about wisdom. <laughs> but um, wrong w. yeah, different W word. I put the dumb in wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyways, uh, what do you wait? What'd you call a a, a horse with Down syndrome? Is it a donkey? <laughs> a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> donkey. Yeah, <laughs> he definitely puts the owl in willpower. <laughs> the owl. <laughs> the cat and pillar head ass. Ow! Yo, that was just a random thought. I don't know why I was looking at this donkey or why we passed by donkeys, but it was like, you're just an autistic horse. <laughs> Come on, man. Give me this uh, fucking sort of shit. Is that it? Is that the fucking that the fucking No. <laughs> I was trying to be genuine and say that I agree with you guys. You're all well, inspiration. You said I'm not going to beat a dead horse. Next subject. Right. <laughs> same, 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 same. His willpower to move ahead. All right, so uh, I'll ask you guys which one, which story do you think is true or false? Okay, do you believe that it's possible that a person can turn liquids into liquor in their system and then piss liquor? Or do you think it's possible that a man can drive over a half a mile with a person he just hit and rammed into? Now is stuck in his windshield. I think they're without both, being caught. I think they're both possible. Do you guys want to I ask more questions about it first before answering? No, uh, I probably just want to answer. Oh come on! I just feel like poop is gonna end up somewhere. In <laughs> uh, or no. somebody's losing generals. Exactly. Or both. Or both. No, we we chose to, to get rid of that story. Uh, <laughs> there was one. just like the generals. Yeah, no. Well, <laughs> well the, his dad's a urologist and actually saved, but it's. <laughs> That's actually a true story. <laughs> okay. um, right. Russ, which one do you think is true or false? I think that I'm just glad I'm high because uh, right now, damn it. Um, I think both could be possible. Honestly, you're both correct. Uh, <laughs> well, I I thought the woman one was a funny, I well, not right. funny one, but <laughs> it, a fun fun fact. There's a woman who can literally piss booze. 
And she's in the process of working with doctors so that way she can get her liver fixed and things like this. Oh, so that way she's God. not pissing booze anymore. But for whatever reason, <laughs> he's working her with anatomy, the Miller Company and <laughs> her anatomy and the way her body works literally converts uh, water that she drinks and she Take pisses <laughs> ethanol. Like she, you can get drunk off her squirting. Okay. <laughs> now, okay, wait now. Hold on. No, hold on wait now. Hold on. See, at first it was weird, and then he said that, and now I'm intrigued. Yeah, I thought. I, like, that's what I thought. I was like, first, hey, that's kind of interesting. I said, what the fuck? And then can you imagine having your girl on did. tap sitting around the counter? <laughs> yes, I could. Bugs Bunny knew. Yes, I could. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm a nasty ass nigga. Flick the so bean I, and feed me, please. No. I do maybe just a little buzz. No. No. Come here, man. Come here. Come here. No. We getting drunk tonight. Come on. No. <laughs> we? She's like, I'm not drinking that shit. You right, right. I said, I said we, but I, I get drunk for the moment. No. <laughs> I like the way you two think. Nope. Yo, yo. Also, on the same yeah. note of alcohol, there was a drunk driver, 24-year-old, drove half a mile with a mangled corpse of a pedestrian he fatally struck before stopping at a beer garden for even more to drink. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And it was at the beer garden where he got stopped and said, hey, look, you, you got to go to jail now. Wait a minute. Stop. You got to go to jail now. <laughs> You're going enough to jail. Enough is enough, all right? Wait, wait, Listen, you when you finish that, you got to come with us. <laughs> You've driven too far. Yeah, there was a mangled corpse in his windshield. He hit somebody, that- and his ass was out. <laughs> but- <laughs> But yeah, there was this corpse just hanging in this dude's seat. I'm asked out. Dude. Wait, do y'all do y'all watch the uh, the TV show Nine One One? Anybody? No. Anybody? Wait, no. the Brooklyn Reno? No, no. It's just called it's just called Nine One One. It's a it's a Fox a show on Fox made by the creators of uh, Glee and uh, oh. American Horror Story. Those two guys. What? Wait. The, That's really extreme. Made Glee and <laughs> American Horror Story. Yeah, the, yeah, the people, the, yeah. The what? two guys. The two guys. If you didn't know, fun fact. The two guys who made... We've had two fun facts. That's enough. Uh, Well, I'm I'm feeding into this fact. Uh, The guys who made Glee also made American... They are the ones who made... They're the same creators. Same creators and showrunners because they were like, they're sick. Glee was too much. Glee was too much like... Ah, It was too too gleeful. What the fuck was that, Spongebob? I I, I don't know. Uh, So Glee Glee was so happy. They, and no they, shit. They wanted to do something totally left field after like doing Glee for a couple of years, and so they also created American Horror Story, which is something that they it was like a uh, pet project they wanted to do for a minute. Um, and so now they are come and they're gonna go, and they're, now they're doing drama, which is nine one one, which uh, is like a, a firefighter slash. Uh, EMT, you know, one of those shows where it's like, uh, yeah, okay. So it's a firefighter show, pretty much. That's but what uh, Angela sure. Bassett. Yep, yep. Okay, All right. that, and the shit's good. And I hate, I hate shows like this. Hmm. My girl got again. My girlfriend, she got me into watching it, and I love this show. And it's real over the fucking top. Like they had a, they had an episode where I'm waiting to see how this dude being ass out ties into nine one one. Nine one one has an episode. That's it's over the top. They have an episode where a woman drives around for a day because she got into with her ass out. With no, she drives around for a day with a, a person in her 
windshield, like hanging out of her, like <laughs> stuck serious? in her in her windshield. Yes, because she hit the part. She hit the person in an accident, but in the midst of the accident, she bruised her forehead or some shit so badly that she was like in a concussion. She was like basically moving around in the world. On autopilot. Right, and so she parks her car in her garage with this motherfucker <laughs> in there. Pulls the next day. <laughs> Comes out, drives, goes to work and shit with the motherfucker like, in This must her. be some spoiled milk or something. Like, with the motherfucker in, but here's, it was, I think it was the Halloween episode. And so, nobody, nobody <laughs> took it seriously. They're like, oh, this is just a fucking somebody in the fucking windshield. That's from Halloween shit. Spooky. Like, <laughs> but. <laughs> spooky. But, I was going to say, the attack of the Spongebob again. But, no. So this motherfucker's like in the windshield for a whole day. Whole day. This is a drama that sounds like a comedy. It's over. It's over. He's watching a scripted show. You're watching cops and be like, this is awesome. It's over the fucking top. Yo, they they got hit with a fucking um, typhoon or something. Like a hurricane off the coast. It was. The show's. Watch 911. But yes, that story happened in real life. That's crazy. My God. Wow. Amazing. But just because you wanted uh, poop. It's amazing. Oh, I did it, though. But, but, but T.S., though. Fun facts. But T.S., though. <laughs> Fun facts. But, but, but I don't need... Fun facts. Okay. The medical name for a butt crack is intergluteal cleft. I guess it makes sense. In, yeah. <laughs> so, there you- <laughs> Fun facts. Episode? When I was a kid... I, oh no! I, I fell on and landed on my butt, and my mom's like, "Oh my god, there's a crack in it!" And I was actually worried. I cried. That seems like a very funny thing to do. <laughs> I've one gene. <laughs> episode sixty of not politically Whoa, correct. We are at episode sixty. Yeah. Or, you where have you been? Right. Episode been sixty Rewind. of not politically correct. Wait, I didn't know. I didn't know it was just exactly sixty. It's the homie TS, oh, aka C Nova. <laughs> you know, I gotcha, and you can find me on Twitter at C Nova KPZ. McCoy? Man, it's your boy, uh, <laughs> or McCoy, aka Mr. Wizzy, aka Young Flash Guy, aka Doped Up Danny. And you can find me on uh, Snapchat at Real McCoy Rebel. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram, which I'm never fucking on, so you won't find me there, Real McCoy KPZ. But just find me on Twitter, man. I'm telling you, I'm on there all the time, every day. I'm on there now. Literally. Cody? <laughs> hey, I'm Cody. CD Recoy. On everything. Time to Cody's Alright, Russ. The bus. <laughs> Russ the bar, man. Okay, tell you, Russ. Tune Russ R. Scores Q. Russ the bus. You can find me on Snapchat and Twitter at ECKZ underscore RYDET. And on IG at Candy Cupidity, C N D I D underscore C P I D I T Y. I D I T Y. I D I T Y. That's brilliant. <laughs> Don't forget, you can find us on SoundCloud, <laughs> iTunes, the podcast app, Google Play. We've only been doing the 60 episodes. Where? Uh, Spreaker. All this shit you can listen to shit on, we there. Just search Not Politically Correct Podcast. Find us on Facebook at NPC Podcast and uh, be a part of the group at Not Not Politically Correct Podcast. We are on Twitter as well at Not PC Podcast. 
And yeah, we just doing the damn thing, man. Shout out Joe K, uh, Donovan, Charles for being listeners, the people in California, the people overseas. If you fuck with us, we fuck with you. And on that note, gang! Cancel Drake.